0: You are listening to Beltway Beef, official commentary from the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. My name is Ed Frank. I am NCBA's Senior Director of Policy Communications, and joining us this week is Colin Woodall, NCBA's Senior VP of Government Affairs. Colin, thanks for joining us again.
1: Good to be with you, Ed.
0: All right. Well, we are about three weeks out, a little under three weeks out from the 2019 Cattle Industry Convention and NCBA Trade Show, which will be held in New Orleans this year. From January 3rd through February 1st. Um, We're getting ready for that, obviously, hitting the ground running uh, in the new year. Uh, Just this week, we had our policy committee chairs and vice chairs in DC to get ready for that meeting. Um, Colin, can you talk a little bit about what they were doing here this week and how that translates into the policymaking process that will take place at the convention in New
1: Orleans? So our committee chairs and vice chairs joined us here in Washington, D.C. this week for the overall orientation and training as they go into the 2019 Cattle Industry Annual Convention in New Orleans. For several of our chairmen, they've served as vice chairs, and this is their first term as chair, and most all of our vice chairs are new. So this is a great opportunity to talk about parliamentary procedure, talk about NCBA's bylaws and our structure, and to talk about the overall committee process that we utilize in Washington, D.C., and also allowed us as staff to work with them to finalize all the details on the committee meetings, ranging from federal lands to property rights and environmental management to cattle health and well-being. One of the things that we pride ourselves on at NCBA is that we are a grassroots organization. So all the work that we do here in Washington DC is based off of NCBA's policy book. Those are decisions and policy positions not made by us as staff, but by NCBA's members. And a lot of time that ends up as an idea that pops up at a county meeting or a state meeting, and then is brought to NCBA, where it's debated in the committees, chaired by the leaders who have been here this week, debated on by NCBA's members from across the country. And if it passes the committee, passes the board of of directors, and then is ultimately passed by every member of this association through our ballot process each fall, then it becomes the policy that we as NCBA staff utilize in fighting for the policies of our industry here in Washington, D.C.
0: Yeah, that's an important thing to remember. Obviously, the convention is a lot of fun. There's a lot of fun aspects. New Orleans Orleans is a fun town. We've got big and rich coming to entertain everybody this year. Terry Bradshaw is giving a keynote address. But it's important to remember that in addition to all that and the networking that takes place, um, there is serious business that takes place there on the policy side. Now, obviously, you mentioned the the policy book, which is a a, a large document, several hundred pages, or over a hundred pages anyway. Um, But obviously, we also come out with our top policy priorities every year um, at the convention. It's a new year. It's a new Congress. There are some things that are going to be, you know, new issues that we focus on. Farm Bill got finished uh, at the end of last year, thankfully, uh, through a lot of hard work uh, from folks on the Hill and here at NCBA. Looking ahead, I mean, I know the policy priorities aren't set yet. The policy book isn't complete yet. Um, but what do you think might be some of the new policy priorities that NCBA is going to really focus on uh, in 2019?
1: as you said, Ed, we really spend a time trying to identify those policy priorities based upon the political environment that we're dealing with, the hot topics within the industry, and the true needs of our membership. And after we have that approved by the executive committee, in New Orleans, then we'll be able to really start focusing on those efforts. And as you look at past policy priorities, if you look at the new Congress, the divided Congress, and what we expect in 2019, I think we're going to spend a lot of time on trade. Trade will continue to be a hot topic because the administration is still trying to work on deals with Japan, China, the EU, the United Kingdom. And, of course, we need Congress to step in and ratify the USMCA, which is the NAFTA 2.0. We're also going to spend some time, uh, this is continued time, working on things such as fake meat, which was a policy priority last year. It's still a priority for us. Uh, ELDs, electronic logging devices, and hours of service will remain a priority. But we'll also be looking at a new one here in 2019, and that is the upcoming 2020 Dietary Guidelines for Americans. That process will kick off in earnest here in 2019, and we will spend a lot of time making sure that those are fair, they're based on sound science, and that beef stays in the center of the plate.
0: All right. And then, of course, finally, uh, kind of the elephant in the room, at least here in Washington, uh, is the ongoing government shutdown. I think we're at 20 days at this point. Um, and, uh, you know, if you check out the language and the body language um, of everybody involved, it doesn't seem to be uh, ending anytime soon. Um, what What do you think is going to lie ahead in the next week or two or three? And if this thing lingers on for another three weeks or month or more, um, what kind of ramifications will that have on on you know folks who in the cattle industry who rely on different facets of the government at U- USDA and, and you know, the other interior and other agencies like that?
1: You know, so far we have to send our, our thanks and gratitude to the administration and USDA for maintaining mandatory price reporting as an essential function of government, but more importantly, making sure that the Food Safety and Inspection Service inspectors are sitting on the line so that way we can can continue to process beef every single day. That has been a, a key component of uh, this Government shut down, and we've been able to keep them on the line. Uh, we are hopeful that we can get over this hump and get the government restarted, so they are paid for the work that they are currently doing. But we are starting to pick up that there are some concerns uh, creeping in, and that's from uh, members across the country that have uh, FSA loans or FSA checks that they need to uh, get cashed. Uh, We're starting to hear that they are uh, not being able to do that, and there are bills coming due. So we are starting to get stories of some serious financial implications because of this shutdown. So it is our hope that uh, the government can come to terms on how to uh, reopen the government and address the president's uh, continued insistence that he have funding for his border wall. All
0: right, Colin, we'll keep an eye on that. And uh, thank you again for joining us. Thank you, Ed. You've been listening to Beltway Beef. Until next week, eat beef. Check us out online at beefusa.org. Get registered for the convention if you haven't already done so. And follow us on Twitter at Beltway Beef. Thanks for listening.